Too tired to clean your floors after playtime? Forgot to vacuum before your friends bring their little ones over? Let Eufy X10 Pro Omni help. Powerful 8,000 PA suction removes debris, and MopMaster dual mop pads scrub away stubborn stains with ease. Save time and keep your floors cleaner. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. You've spent enough time on the internet, or as it happens too much time, you have no doubt encountered the dreaded online troll. For those who are unfamiliar, a troll is somebody who deliberately antagonises or upsets other internet users for their own diabolical pleasure. A new study from the University of Queensland has found keyboard warriors are more likely to have latent psychopathic and sadistic traits. So uh, to dig a a bit deeper into this, to find out what it all means, uh, we've got the study's lead author, Louis Nishinsky on the line now. Lewis, g'day, welcome to the show. Hello, thanks for having me on. Thanks for coming on. Lewis, do you watch The Simpsons? <laughs> um, as a kid, I'm of the demographic where, at least in Australia, it was on at 6pm every night. Yeah. So yeah, I, I watched a lot of The Simpsons. Yeah, you and me, birds of a feather. So you'll be familiar <laughs> then with one of the great recurring gags in The Simpsons, which is Bart Simpson's prank phone calls to Moe's Tavern. And... I wonder whether you see any similarities between prank phone calls, the prank phone calls of the 80s and 90s, and internet trolling, albeit innocent versus nefarious. Oh, definitely. That's actually that's a great example. The example I usually give is kind of like catcalling from a car or yelling something from a car while going by, mm. but... Yeah, the prank phone call is, is is very similar because there's no there's no cost involved. You you can just hang up the phone and no one will find out who you are. Because that's the thing, isn't it? Is that some people find tricking or provoking other people to be very amusing and very mischievous and very, you know, it's a juvenile thing, I suppose. But having watched people make prank phone calls before, sometimes they are really funny and and mischievous. This this whole thing is, it's not necessarily terrible in and of itself, finding amusement and provoking other people, right? No, definitely. And this is where, like, trolling online and prank phone calls, like, there's a nuance to it where it, it can be funny. People can find it amusing, even if it's at the other, someone else's expense. But I guess it's that trade-off, like, when it goes too far or when it doesn't go too far. But... These these environments where you where you kind of have less social pressures, there's less social norms. That's where this sort of stuff can happen because it doesn't happen in real life or like identifiable life. You don't prank people in the same way. Mm-hmm. You need that barrier in front of you. So when does it turn really negative? Um, I, th- I think it, it it turns negative when I guess it's the the responder or the victim. It's, it's when they start feeling that they don't like it, that it, that it hurts them. It hurts their well-being. It hurts how they feel, their mental health. That's when it would, would go too far. And as what in my research looks at is kind of the internet facilitates the possibility of it going too far because people might not be able to, you know, see the impact 
and the harm that they're doing to someone even while they think something is funny. So tell us a bit about this study then. What what, what were you looking to discover? What were you looking into and, and how did you go about it? Yeah, so we we're, were looking at a broad range of things. At, at its core, we're really interested in why people seek anonymity just in general because with the internet, you know, in the past 20, 30 years, the ability to be anonymous is just way more accessible than ever. Um, Pre-internet, it was kind of hard to be anonymous. You know, we talk prank phone calls and stuff. But the internet, you can be anonymous whenever you want. Mm. So what we did is we just looked at the different motivations people have to be anonymous online. And we we, we basically ran a, a number of surveys with you know, a 1,000 people. And what we found is that, one, people want to be anonymous because they want to engage in these toxic behaviours, beha- behaviours that they wouldn't, be allowed to do while they're identifiable because it would come at a social cost. So that's one side of it. And that's the um, motivation that's associated with those more psychopathic or sadistic traits, people who enjoy harming others to an extent. But what we also found is that, and this is, I guess, kind of obvious, is that people also seek anonymity to self-express, to try and present a different version of themselves or present an aspects of themselves that they might not feel comfortable doing while identifiable. So it kind of is just like this new avenue where they can, you know, be, be someone else or try out new things without the pressure or the vulnerability of other people knowing who you are. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a really interesting dichotomy, isn't it? And was it at the outset, was it your, your thesis that, the ability to be anonymous and to hide who you really are can be a contributor to more toxic discourse on social media. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I think I think we all went into the research thinking that, and, and a lot of previous research like definitely agrees with that. What the what the internet and anonymity does is it affords people this opportunity to be anonymous and and with that people can behave differently where there is there actually isn't the social costs Mm. involved so with that people are free to to do whatever they want and then that leads to this you know proliferation of more toxic behaviors than what you could see in identifiable environments the internet definitely is a facilitator in that. It doesn't cause people to do it. You know, we, we show that the people who want to do it seek out the internet or seek out anonymity as a means of engaging in these toxic behaviours. It's not that people are just more toxic online in general. Well, because, you know, I, I, um, I know quite a few people who work in the, particularly who work in the public sector, who mm. don't want to use their real names because they fear professional consequences i mean you work at a university surely there must be people who maybe they don't have tenure maybe they're in a um you know a a transient working environment they don't have a a long-term contract who would be absolutely petrified of putting a foot wrong that is a very real thing that lives in a person's mind particularly in in an age where everything that you write on social media can be um is sort of archived for all eternity right yeah definitely and this is something that 
we didn't get to tap into enough this like anonymity as kind of like a protective factor. But it, but it does lead into the same, same idea that people use anonymity as a tool. It's kind of like a tool under your belt that you can use if you want to engage in a behavior, but you're not sure about the consequences of that action. So if you're working in the public sector, you don't know if you can be attributed to saying a certain thing, or if you're a reviewer in a, in a university, like you don't know if you want your name being criticizing someone else's work, for instance. So we use anonymity as this tool. Um, and that's what our research really looked at. But we, we, we kind of focused more on, I guess, self aspects. So, you know, the self-expression or this desire to be toxic, that the why people seek anonymity definitely goes broader than that. Mm. You, you talked before, you've talked a couple of times actually about the idea of anonymity allowing you to avoid social consequences. And I, I find that really fascinating because, um, mm. you know, social media, for all its many good points, social media does, I put to you um, and argue with any anything you disagree with here, but it does, it subverts a great social equalizer to my mind in that even if you are really angry at someone or you really don't like somebody, if you have to confront them about that in person, um, you do tend to moderate how you show that anger, don't you? Because there is there's the implicit threat of violence. Uh, you also you see the effect that your words, the emotional effect that your words can have on people. Whereas if you can just scatter gun, say whatever you like to just about anybody in the world from just about anywhere things can get a little bit wild. The Wild West is kind of the, the, the metaphor that, that springs to mind. There, there isn't a moderating it, it, social influence in there. Do you know what I mean by that? Definitely. And if, it's, it's, I'd say it's, it's changing over time as the internet evolves and um, how social media has evolved. There's, there's more moderation than there used to be. But if you read like early internet, you know, 90s, 2000s, it was the Wild West out there. Like people really could do and say anything that they wanted. But, but, but even, even today, like, yeah, you, you're right about like being angry at someone in person. You have to face the consequences of that. You have to face their reactions. What, what if they get sad? What if they get violent? You have to, you have to deal with that. So you, you moderate your response. But on the internet, if, if you you can just write a comment if you don't like something, and can be a really nasty comment. So, yeah, like news comments, for instance, we all read news comments on Facebook, um, and we see how people write things that you would never say to someone's face, sort of thing. It, it, it changes how people respond, definitely. Lewis, I can see some of them on the screen right in front of me. <laughs> but, um, Amazing. I, I mean, it's um. Do you think it should be more difficult to be anonymous online? Um, I, I don't. There's, I, personally, I don't because the, the internet allows people to, you know, self-express in, in a lot of different ways, and our research shows that. The, 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 the traits associated with motivations to self-express is social anxiety, feeling more self-conscious, mm. more monitoring your own behaviours more. These are people with with these traits who are seeking anonymity as a means of self-expressing themselves in a different way. And maybe that makes them feel more comfortable or confident, for instance. And we haven't looked at that side. Like, is it is it actually beneficial to be anonymous online? But that is the reason they are seeking it out. So I, I don't think just getting rid of anonymity would um, fix that. 
And, and secondly, and when we say this in the research, people with these toxic traits are the ones doing toxic things anonymously online. Yeah, so yeah. if there was an anonymity, there'll, there'll still be toxicity in the world. You won't, you won't rid it by making people have real names online, for instance. Have you, have you ever had an, an anonymous account or, um, or uh, an account, <laughs> an anthropomorphic account for like an animal or, or have you ever been in control of like a, a social media account for an organisation or anything like that, just out of interest? I I had a Tumblr when I was a teenager. I don't know if Tumblr, I don't think Tumblr is still used anymore. Yeah. But when I was a teenager, I had a Tumblr and that was relatively anonymous in that only close friends would have known about it, but it wasn't my name attached to it. Um, but I'm not, I'm not a gamer or anything like that. So not really, no. Mm. No, I, I mean, I, I only ask that because I'm curious as to whether you have ever felt that feeling of, um, I don't know whether the empowerment's the right word, but the potential mischief that you can get up to if you do have an anonymized account like that, you know? Yeah, I, I mean, I've, I've definitely felt that feeling. You know, I think, I think everyone has where you, where you just know you're in a situation that you're, you're not going to get in trouble. So you just mm. do something different, something that you wouldn't usually do. It doesn't have to be terrible or bad or callous, but you do do something that is maybe different. And that's kind of what anonymity or we call it disinhibition. You, you feel this like your inhibitions are gone and you can kind of do whatever you want. Um, and anonymity is a, a vessel that that happens in, but it can happen in other ways too. Mm. I guess that's the the long and the short of it, isn't it? Is that um, social media reflects things about the human condition? It doesn't necessarily create them, but it does reflect them, and, and oftentimes sort of magnify them through its its breadth and reach. Yes, yes, definitely. There's a a brilliant quote by a famous psychologist called John Barge. Um, how am I gonna? I'm probably gonna mess it up, but he was saying. He, in the early 2000s, he was talking about the internet and like, how is it going to change how people are? And he said, like, like technologies before and after, humans are always going to behave the way humans behave. There's, there's, it's, it's always the human condition that he was trying to get at with that quote. Super interesting stuff. Uh, Lewis uh, Nishinsk, thanks so much for your time tonight. Really appreciate it. No, oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. That was Lewis Nishinsk, and uh, it's a fascinating story, that one. There's a write-up of it on the ABC website. Uh, what's the headline? How Internet Anonymity Allows Toxic Trolls to Express Their True Psychopathic Tendencies. Bit of a mouthful. Really interesting uh, read, though. Would point you in that direction very much. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hulu.